Bridget Masinga on the art of everything. <laughs> I think you caught the tail end of uh, my uh, confirmation right there. It is the art of everything with myself, Bridget Masinga, uh, right here on SAFM. Willem van Rensburg joins me on the line. He is a senior art specialist at Strauss & Co. Um, and I love to go out there. They've just had the most incredible, before we even get into the nitty gritties of art theft, Willem, uh, good evening to you. How are you? Uh, very well and glad to be on your show. It's only but a pleasure. You've just had the most incredible, incredible auction week. Uh, oh man, oh man, what a beautiful collection you had under your roof. I was just marveling at yeah. all of it. It was incredible. Yes, it was by one collector. You know, he had a gallery really? in George called this the Stradom Collection, and uh, he was the founder in 1968. He passed it on to his brother in 1999, and then they sold the gallery in 2011. The brother died two years ago. We mm. sold his collection as well, and wow. then Matthijs Stradom died uh, uh, last year, mm. and then we uh, we were also very fortunate in Cape Town to, to auction all these works. Wow, wow, wow. It's incredible to think that, you know, um, and I, I guess if you, the family's in the business of art, uh, then one would expect such an extensive collection. But it, it just boggles me. And, and I think because I'm still just such a novice at all of this, that, you know, singular individuals could have such an extensive collection. Uh, I remember, um, I think it was last year sometime, you also sold a dear friend of mine, Nwabisa's collection, um, that, that was housed under Strauss & Co. And she, too, had an incredible collection, over 300 pieces that went up. But that is not our conversation for the day. For the day, we are here to uh, look at, you know, um, art theft and, and I guess, fraudulency around artworks and art pieces uh, in the South African context. And, and Willem, you are completely well-placed. I think when one thinks of art theft, you know, we think of all these big Hollywood blockbuster movies that are set in great historical European cities and museums are getting broken into or people's vaults are getting broken into and pieces have been stolen and shipped to some other nation or another. I never really think of it from a localized perspective. I never, and maybe it's because, you know, one is not that entrenched, entrenched in the world as, as you are, but is it something that's very prevalent in, in South Africa? Is it something that you... You, you know, you see a lot of or you hear a lot about, especially in the space that you are working in? Uh, Bridget, I'm very pleased to say not really. It's not that prevalent. I think uh, it's more a case of art forgery than art theft. You know, mm. I think there are two categories when it comes to art theft. The first is, you know, when people come to me, oh, my word, my Kentridge has been stolen, mm. uh, a private person. And uh, then I would say, well, uh, tell uh, and what else did they steal? Did mm. they take your uh, weapons? Did they take your jewelry? And then they said <laughs> no. And I'm, then I said, well, just go back to your guest list of the past couple of events that you had at your <laughs> house, and you will find the thief there. Ah. You know. So that's the one side. And then the other side is, of course, uh, theft from public institutions. Now mm. uh, that comes to light quite quickly. Those people are caught out 
quite quickly, let me tell you, yeah. uh, because the works are well known. Uh, and uh, whenever they come up, people are quick to identify them. You know, it is a small, uh, the, the art world in South Africa is small yes. and the public collections, uh, there are few of them. Uh, the works in there are well known. Mm. So if uh, if I see something in front of me, I, my first question would be, this work is supposed to hang in the Johannesburg Art Gallery. Yes. Why do you show it to me today? You know, so so the works are familiar, and especially if you you know look, I've been in uh, in uh, in the game a, a long time, you know, mm. since 1977. So 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 I know uh, the public art collections, uh, the corporate art collections, even you know. Mm. So 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 those people are uh, sort of like quickly uh, uh, brought to book, so to speak. The problem is that. You know, uh, once a theft is identified, mm. uh, identified, it's difficult to take that up with the authority, so mm. to speak. You know, like an auction house, for instance, we are not authorized to impound a work. We're not authorized to confiscate a work. Oh. We're not authorized, you know, to even report it to the police, you know. So, and by the time uh, anything can be done, the, the person is long gone, so to speak, you know. So, yes. I think it is... For me, it is a matter of, uh, you know, legislation. You phone up the Norwood police station. You say, I have a stolen artwork here. Mm. And they say, what are you talking about? You know, so... so, 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 so I think we uh, we don't have that type of thing, you know. So, and then the other, the the, the flip side is, of course, you know, once you have a stolen item, mm. what do you do with it? Yes. So then, uh, you know, people have a couple of routes. You know, they go to art dealers or they go to auction houses such as Strauss and Company, mm. uh, and then we are sort of like uh, uh, quick to identify them. Now, what we've also seen is that art insurers now have what they call a uh, a cautionary notification list. And uh, that's just another word word for, here's a list of stolen artworks, please Mm. beware. <laughs> but uh, but it takes a concerted effort, you know. So I think one would expect uh, art dealers, art auction houses, and the like to, uh, you know, to come together and formalize those yes. processes and that report reporting of the stolen items and a sharing of information so that everybody is hyper aware of what's going on. Absolutely. It begs, I mean, from what you're saying, Willem, it, it, it begs for a sense of collective, um, you know, movement from, from all the various stakeholders within the business of art. And also it calls for a trust amongst all the different stakeholders because Willem may have a particular code of conduct uh, and a particular code of ethics with Strauss and Co., but Bridget may not. Bridget may go, hmm, actually, I've got somebody who's got, you know, who's got six figures to buy this and they won't mind hanging it in a dark corner in in their house and it never sees the light of day. Yeah, no, 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 exactly. You see, the uh, the thing is, I mean, it's all going well. And that's basically when you think of uh, Europe and America, that is, you know, the, the, the art there is sort of almost commissioned. You know, it's mm. almost like, you know, I want a Porsche, go and steal my uh, a Porsche and I'll buy it from you, that yes. type of thing, you know. Uh, so, so it does go, uh, it disappears, so to speak, you mm. know, and uh, never to be seen again. But... 
at some point, a generation or two later, you know, the, the, the heirs of the artworks would want to sell. And when that is then brought to market, then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose, you know. Mm. So, so I think it's also, you know, and you hinted at that at the outset, you know, how do you know you're dealing with, a, 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 you know, with a, with a genuine article and not a stolen one? Mm. Now, uh, you know, I think we all are aware of uh, what happened during, you know, the Second World War, the mm. massive uh, art loot by the Nazis. And uh, those things are fairly genuine, uh, uh, easy to pick up. You know, the, those works are stamped at the back and they can be traced back and uh, restitution can be done and uh, and the whole lot. But if an, a poor, innocent uh, heir then brings it to an auction house and mm. say, I want to sell this, and it happened to be a stolen one, then it's a big problem. You know, yeah. so and that the fancy word we call for that is provenance. You know, so 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 where did you get it? Where was it exhibited? Mm. Where was it reproduced in a book or a catalogue? You know, so and if uh, we don't get any answers from a prospective seller, then of course the red flags are raised. You know, so so the whole idea of provenance is cardinal when mm. it comes to buying and selling art um, uh, in our industry. Yeah. <laughs> And, and it, it's amazing. I mean, the first time I heard this word uh, provenance in, in its context, uh, I forget the title now. Netflix released a documentary early last year yes. about the great art theft, mm-hmm. um, which I found completely yes. Yes, fascinating. Um, you know, the, so yeah. one of the things, uh, Willem, um, you know, you, you referenced JAG earlier on in our conversation about, you know, if suddenly a works from a JAG pop up somewhere, you know, someone like yourself would be like, no, 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 but mm-hmm. this shouldn't be in Bridget's house. This should be hanging, you know, at JAG. And and I, yeah. and I wonder with that institution specifically, um, you know, and I've tracked sort of um, the issues around JAG for the last better part of four or five years now doing, you know, arts and culture shows. And and I know how insecure those works were because the space at some point was lacking security, um, you know, the, the relevant kind of security to safeguard uh, those that space and, and to safeguard the works. I mean, the, the one day uh, a friends of JAG came came on our show and said that they just walked in by they just wanted to do an experiment to just walk into JAG and open up rooms that they shouldn't be opening to see how long it would take a security, for instance, to flag it and say, hey, hey, you're not supposed to be there. Um, and, and so for me, I then wonder, like, you know, can we even say in institutions like that, um, that, that where security lacks, that the real authentic works are still all hanging on the walls? I mean, I walk around sometimes, you know, in our foyer with our extensive collection and I go, I wonder if that's still the real stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, you know, for me, it comes down to, you know, the lack of education, you know, so so Mm -hmm. those security guards, if they know, if they have a sense of the intrinsic value of the cultural and aesthetic of an artwork, they would be more protective, you know, so Mm. it's not just another job uh, where you get paid to stand around, uh, you know, and yeah. uh, uh, so, so, so education for me is, is is very important. And of course, it always comes down to a budgetary constraints. You know, we don't have enough money to beef up security, but mm. then you know the cameras and the stuff like that. But I think the main thing is that even you know, uh, in my mind, certainly you know, a few, uh, 
well, I don't want to say few thefts, you mm. know, <laughs> don't know what they're stealing, but, um, uh, you know, so they won't know, oh, my word, this is a Picasso mm. and uh, I can get a lot of money for it. Because as I said earlier on, you know, to pass it on, to sell it off, yes. uh, that is where the problem comes in. You know, a car, yes, you can find a buyer readily mm. available to take on the Porsche, uh, but an artwork and uh, buy this Picasso, who is mm. Picasso, you know, that type of thing. Yes. So it's actually more difficult unless it is sort of like a, a commission, you know, go yes. and steal that particular Picasso for me from that particular museum, uh, that type of thing. And uh, and it's interesting, you know, that we discuss uh, thefts from museums because earlier on you mentioned, you know, these wonderful forms. Mm. And I think the prime example for me is the Thomas Crown Affair, mm. uh, where they steal from the, from the Metropolitan Museum in New York, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's very, of course, dramatic and entertaining and... Uh, and in the end, uh, a lovely love story, you know. But <laughs> but uh, but 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 fiction, you know. Uh, but I think it is for me. It comes down to sort of like education, mm. so that people know what they are protecting, uh, and uh, don't replace it with sort of like a forgery yes. or you know just take the work and leave the walls or the storerooms empty. I got you. Now, uh, Willem, how do we go about it? And I think this is a conversation that I have with young artists all the time. I mean, we just had a brilliant young artist in Dalo in studio now. Um, and this is a conversation I have with them in terms of, um, you know, the, the difficulties around authentication of work. Because that's the other thing, right? Um, when when we talk about fraudulentness and, and, and the frequency of fraudulent works orbiting the art world, both... I guess in South Africa and 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 abroad, how are we? Are artists in South Africa, especially the the younger emerging artists? Because I'm pretty sure you guys, you know, have 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 figured out ways of authenticating greats, the Kentridges, the yeah. Irma Steins, <laughs> and all of them. But yeah. how how do we authenticate yeah. young artists that are breaking into the market yeah. now? That are yeah. the must-haves. But they're still young, you know, they still haven't quite built that legacy of bodywork and that name that you can instantly tell that, oh, that is a a Ndalo work, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, so, so authentication usually comes down to three things. Mm. The first one is uh, what we call connoisseurship, and that means that uh, a person, uh, an art person, is very familiar with the work of a particular artist, mm. and he or she can immediately identify. You know, so yes. I've been working on Ernest Stern for well since the early uh, well since the mid nineteen eighties, and so when I see sort of like a fake Ernest Stern, I can my gut tells me, you know, that yeah. is not right. So. So it's connoisseurship, it's that intrinsic gut feeling, intuitive feeling of Mm. there is something wrong with this work. So that's the one thing. The the other thing, of course, is provenance that Mm. you spoke about. So uh, when you come uh, see a work, where has it been shown? Has it been listed in a catalog? Mm. Is it included in a catalog resume, all this stuff? And then, of course, you can do forensic tests, you know, Mm. to see, well, was this particular painting painted in 1935, as you say, you know, so tests can be done scientific tests can be done. But when it comes to young artists, I think they have sort of like a a couple of ways in which to 
to, to document their work, so to speak. You mm. know, there is one artist, for instance, Zander Blom. Now, he documents his own work every single work. And then he publishes, uh, I think it's volume three already, you know. Okay. He, he's so prolific. And so then he documents them. He measure, uh, takes the measurements. He takes photographs and he put it all in a book. And I say, there you are. Uh-huh. So whenever there's a Zander Blom coming up, then we can go to the book and say, aha, this is item number three, five, six, you ah. know. Uh, and uh, so, 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 so the idea of documenting your work and, you know, with digital media, it's easier for artists to do that, you yes. know, and they can almost like a, you know, like, uh, for instance, I'm sure you've heard of a, a, a watermark on a sheet yes. of paper, for instance, you know, something that is embedded, a chip or something like mm. that, so that it can be scanned, so to speak, you know, it's, it sounds like science fiction, but, uh, you know, these are the, 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 the avenues open to young artists uh, to do that and keep 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 records you know the older generation mm. they couldn't be bothered you know as long <laughs> as it's out in the world and as long as it's exhibited and sold yeah. they are happy uh, and they have a big bank balance you know <laughs> but but for the young ones as you rightly say you know uh, it might be easier for for forgers to imitate their works mm. and so it might be uh, more difficult but uh, artists i think can uh, can then preempt all of that by using digital media yeah. or whatever is available to them you know sort of compiling you know i think the fancy word is a catalog resume yes. you know sort of like a document of every single word now if you think of somebody like picasso you know mm. somebody documented Every single thing that he did, it ran into thirty-six volumes. Mm. You know, so 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 it's massive. You know, because it was extremely prolific, mm. uh, and uh, but it can be done. But there are hardly any. There are one or two or three catalog resumes of South African artists. So mm. we have a big problem. Yeah, you know, when it comes, to that. but the younger generation can can do something about it. Can do it themselves. Absolutely, and I mean, and when you talk to to us about just that, you know, the the the, the provenance and the the documentation of it all um, considering especially with the younger emerging artists and how collaborative they all are across various mediums you know you just reach out to a photographer friend of yours who just literally is consistently there documenting everything exactly. um, because I think so many exactly. of them when I have these conversations you know they're always talking about certificates of of, of uh, authentication and, yeah, and yeah. telling me about the wax stamps that must come from China and I'm like yeah. but why is mm-hmm. it so complicated like, <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I get it. Me having the certificate that says, you know, Bridget has acquired this work, blah, blah, and it's got your fancy wax stamp. Yeah. But like for, for yeah. you, for your personal records, how do you yeah. keep track of what's what and, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, and and you no, definitely no, give no, it no, exactly. Way. I mean, you know, the uh, I, I'm always very when I see a certificate of authentic, uh, authentication, you know, yeah. because it's it's from usually from an obscure gallery, mm-hmm. and when you try and contact the gallerists, the gallery doesn't exist, mm-hmm. you know. So so it's the easiest thing under the sun to say this is a certificate of authenticity with a signature mm-hmm. uh, at the bottom that you can't read. Yeah, you know. So so I'm very wary of that. So but if you have uh, a track record of you know. The, the old established galleries, mm. uh, uh, you know, they, uh, that started, well, uh, a century ago, you know. Yeah. So uh, the Everard Reed, for instance, you know, they've been going for more than a century. Mm. So when the, I see a certificate of authenticity from them, yes, I will believe that. Yes. But, uh, you know, so 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 we do our due diligence. I mean, that is what it comes down to. You know, yeah. as an auction house, we have to do that. We have to ensure that we are auctioning an authentic work. And so we, we, we go 
out of our way to authenticate works. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's been an enlightful conversation, Willem. Thank you so much uh, for sharing your wealth of knowledge and uh, for enlightening us. And I think even, you know, artists, there's a lot of creatives who listen to the show. Um, you've definitely just um, opened some eyes as to, yes, it may, it may be tedious work to document. Um, it may ah, even be work exactly. that is an afterthought to do. You know, Because, you know, creatives, we can be very whimsical about how we approach the business exactly. of the business. But it is a very important yeah. part of the business, um, you know, that you, yeah. you do these steps of, of uh, authentication, yeah. of documenting, of yeah. ensuring that you yourself have put yeah. credibility on your work that's out there yeah. for yourself yeah. in the present and, yeah. of course, for future purposes. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. very enlightening. Yeah. No one can say it's 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 sort of basically you know the professionalization of art. You yes. Know? So so that's what you're talking about. Absolutely, uh, Willem. Thank you so much. It's been a, a privilege. Uh, that was uh, Willem van Rensburg, who is the senior art specialist out at uh, Strauss and Co. It is uh, the award-winning best nighttime show, The Art of Everything, on SAFM.